recorded live from the radio studios of WFAY and WMRV. Andrew Lona's Media presents Cumberland County's Smartest Hour of Talk Radio. Welcome back to another edition of The Carolina Cabinet. Hey, 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 and welcome back to the Carolina Cabinet. My name is Nat Robertson, and I will be your host as we discuss the news and the newsmakers. We're going to play a little bit of music, and we're going to talk to, and we're going to talk about the movers and shakers around Fayetteville, Cumberland County, and the state of North Carolina. Our mission is to bring to you and to bring to the airwaves a common sense voice on the right side of the issues. In or on the cabinet today, we've got Pastor Joshua Goodman. Greetings and salutations. <laughs> Welcome back, <laughs> Mr. Jimmy Henley. Good morning or afternoon, whatever you're listening yeah. to. It. Thank you. Thank you very much. Please. <laughs> All your fans. Please keep keep doing that. <laughs> Listen, please check us out. Like us, follow us, share us on your favorite social media outlet. We are at the Carolina Cabinet. And if you miss an episode on WFAY or WMRV, you can find us on your favorite podcast broadcaster. That's Apple Podcast, Spotify, and uh, Apple, Spotify, Spotify. Yeah. and uh, yeah. I don't know. the other, iHeartRadio. The Carolina Cabinet. At the Carolina Cabinet. Hey, don't go far. We'll be right back. Since 2012, Joshua Goodman has been the senior pastor at the Cliffdale Christian Center, a dynamic church and ministry located in West Fayetteville. Join our friend, Pastor Goodman, for a podcast or a live sermon in person at 6427 Cliffdale Road. Now, for today's good news, here is Joshua Goodman. Well, good morning from the All-American City. This is Pastor Josh, and have I got some good news for you. In a time when so many want to unpack, they want to talk about, discuss the problems, man, the circumstances, the situations, all the negative junk, I want to give you some good news. As you know, of course, spring is upon us, the flowers are blooming, gardens are growing, on my home, way home from Raleigh the other night, the thunder was clapping and the lightning was flashing. Well, this is also the season when our students are beginning to graduate. Whether you got someone going from K-4 to K-5, uh, where they're not going to get any more naps, or maybe you have somebody going from elementary to middle, middle to high, high on to uh, either college, military service, or straight into the job force. You have others that are going from associates to bachelors and bachelors to masters and masters. You get the idea at the end of the day. These are all milestones that should be celebrated. So today we celebrate you, our graduates. You know, these times can be sometimes so bittersweet. But keep this in mind. Solomon writes in Proverbs 22, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Congratulations all to all of our 2022 graduates. May you find the greatest success as you launch into the next chapter of your life. This is Pastor Josh, and that, my friend, is your good news. I didn't know you could moonwalk. What's that all about? Yeah. We need a bigger <laughs> studio. <laughs> Pastor Josh was about to do the sprinkler. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> this, is my, this is my pepper shaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, but we're talking about celebrating graduation. Uh, yeah, you know what? What better song to play? Yeah. Than celebrate. Uh, <laughs> actually, I've got a few on the list that would have worked, yeah. but what, not as celebratory as this yeah, one. That, this is it. <laughs> Well, we are going to jump right in. On the phone lines, we have a uh, someone, in fact, it was about a year ago that uh, we first spoke with Michael Watley. Mm-hmm. Michael is the um, head of the GOP in Raleigh. Yep. Uh, he is our um, state party chair. Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. All right. So uh, Michael is elected then amongst all the Republicans across the state and is a uh, has done a great job. 
In fact, his vice chair will be here in the studio with us in just a few minutes, I think. And um, Michael, welcome to back yeah, to the Carolina back, Cabinet. No, it's be good. To, it's very good to be back with you guys, and, and really glad that uh, you guys are keeping these conversations going down in Cumberland County. It's such a crucial part of the state when you talk about you know where we need to be competing for statewide, and you know of course you know the county's moving uh, congressional districts here uh, for this election cycle, but uh, uh, you know we're we're always going to have to keep an eye on what's happening down in your corner of the state. Well, and we didn't turn out, uh, I mean, we've got some great, uh, we're talking about redistricting in the courts and all that stuff. We, we, we ended up with two great incumbent Congress people uh, that will be representing Cumberland County, but they split us in half. Yeah, you know, and, and, and it's interesting because, you know, our beef with the whole process was that the state constitution is very clear that the legislature is to draw the map. And uh, they did, and then the court threw it out, and then they drew another one, and the court threw it out, and then the court decided that they would draw their own maps. So uh, the know, court is legislating. Yeah, though. which is, I mean, that's, yeah, insane. What is, um, tell me a 30,000-foot view of what's going on in the, uh, in the NCGOP office nowadays with the uh, midterms just upon us. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So we've got the primary coming up two weeks from today. Uh, so, you know, the timing is, is, is great on that question. And, uh, you know, once the primary is over, you know, we kind of adopt everybody that comes out and, and figure out what we can do to help them uh, get elected. Uh, you know, the biggest lane that we fill from an NCGOP perspective is recruiting and training our volunteers um, and making sure that we've got those folks that are out there. So pre-primary, we really are focusing on four things. Number one uh, is building out our grassroots teams, recruiting and training those volunteers. We've already had 7,000 volunteers in all 100 counties wow, that's awesome. that have signed up and gone through our training program, uh, and we're going to be able to deploy really the largest grassroots mobilization for a mid-year election cycle in the history of the party. Uh, number two, uh, we want to make sure that we're building out our ballot protection teams um, and, you know, these are the teams of folks that are going to be observers. Uh, these are the folks that are going to be, you know, ballot workers, and ballot judges, uh, or, or poll judges. Uh, it's so in- incredibly important for us to have the eyes and ears of attorneys and volunteers in the polls, uh, making sure that we're, we're you know, uh, going to make it easy to vote and hard to cheat Absolutely. here in North Carolina. Um, you know, the, the third thing uh, that we're working on is voter registration. Um, you know, and we, we have closed the gap between Republicans and Democrats by about 100,000 votes, um, wow. you know, since the November 2020 election. Uh, and we're, we're picking up, you know, uh, about 1,000 to 2,000 registered Republican differential versus Democrats that's awesome. every month now. Um, just, you know, a lot of work that's going into the field. Um, and a lot of folks on the Democratic side that are just going to unaffiliated or even you know, moving over to be Republicans with it. So we're going to keep focusing on making sure that we get that registration gap as narrow as we possibly can. And then fourth, of course, all of this takes money. Uh, so we've got to go out and we've got to raise money. And, uh, um, you know, so we're, we're doing finance events and we've got, you know, email programs, and digital programs that are up and running. And, of course, we've got our state convention uh, coming up uh, May 20 through 22, uh, which is a, a big fundraiser uh, type of event for us. We're expecting to have, you know, somewhere around 1,300, 1,400 uh, delegates and, and guests that will be there in Greensboro for us. And that's just a real good showcase uh, for us to be able to bring in a, a lot of great speakers from around the country uh, and obviously highlight the winners of the primary because uh, we're going to have a primary on Tuesday and we're going to start our convention that's awesome. on Friday. That's awesome. Is it too late to register for that, or how do we how does the how do we do that? Uh, folks can go to our website, which is nc.gop. It is uh, too late to register as a delegate, but you can register as a guest. And uh, the only thing that that keeps you from doing is, is voting on our resolutions and you know uh, different different changes to the party structure. But right. uh, for seeing all of the speakers and all of the great meals and everything else that we've got. Uh, you know, seventy-five dollar as a as a guest fee, uh, not too bad. That's great. Hey, Michael, Susan Mills just joined us. Your vice chair. Excellent. Uh, 
you know, we and one of the best vice chairs we've got in the entire country. Thank you. I think so. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, just an amazing opportunity for us to have a teacher uh, who is, is, you know, serves as our vice chair uh, in an election cycle where so much is dependent on, you know, what's happening in the education space, CRT, with wokeism. You, you look at what happened up in Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, where Glenn Youngkin was really shuffled into the governor's mansion because uh, the teachers' union just completely overplayed their hands in terms of shutting down schools. And, uh, and jamming, you know, a, a very ultra-radical agenda down their kids' throats. Hey, Mike, this is Jimmy. Um, the other evening, Nat and I had the privilege of going to an event with Pat McCroy, and I was wondering, what are your thoughts on looking at that U.S. Senate race? How's that looking for us? You know, um, I think we've got a bunch of really great candidates. You've got, you know, Mark Walker's in there, and, and Pat, of course, and Ted Budd. Um, you know, we're uh, kind of in a, in a situation where it doesn't matter who wins that primary, they're going to be a candidate that will put North Carolina families first. You know, if you look at the agenda that we need uh, North Carolina, you know, representation in the Senate, it, be tough on China, be tough on Russia, protect our southern border, you know, fight for the sanctity of life, given what we've seen in the last 24 hours coming out from the Supreme Court. We know there's going to be legislative attempts to pack the court or, you know, to, to, to legislate Roe v. Wade. We need conservative, you know, uh, members that are going to go up there and fight for the sanctity of life and fight for the Second Amendment and fight, frankly, for our family. Well, is, so, that, is that going uh, to matter as much in the future uh, at the national level as it will at the state level? Well, I think it's both. You know, I think that we will, we will continue to have the Democrats try and nationalize the abortion issue. Um, and uh, the Supreme Court, thankfully, uh, is going to, to put this on the state. So as a, as a state matter, uh, frankly, the, the, the makeup of our Supreme Court will never be more important than it is coming out of this decision in the U.S. Supreme Court. Absolutely. Well, Mike, let me ask you, and I guess we can ask our favorite in-house cabinet person. Hello. Uh, um, uh, are there any polls? Oh, what are the polls looking like? Have there been any recent polls on, on the big races that kind of give us a little insight or maybe a forecast of what's going on? You know, I think that uh, what, what we see is, is uh, President Biden, uh, who's running well below 45% approval rate. Um, and any time you have a president in the first you know, two years of his presidency under 50%, that is a really fatal uh, in terms of that midterm election. So, uh, you know, our, our expectation is, uh, you know, if the Republican candidates do their blocking and tackling and the parties like ours do what we need to do in terms of registering voters and getting them to vote and protecting the ballot, we should have a fantastic fall. Um, I think here in North Carolina we've got the opportunity to hold all eight of our current congressional members but then add one or two more seats. Hmm. Um, you know, we've got to hold the Senate seat because – You've got a 50-50 Senate. You've got, uh, you know, a great opportunity for us to pick up a seat in Georgia. But uh, it's going to be really tough to win Pennsylvania. Um, you mentioned you know, Biden so. just a minute ago. I know it's common for the, the sitting president to get out and stump and try to help him in midterms. And I think I heard recently that the Democrats appear to be strategically keeping him out of a lot of these areas and races um, for, I think, obvious reasons. Yeah, we would certainly love to have him campaign from one end of North Carolina. <laughs> bring him here, bring him here. <laughs> you know, but I think that that really does uh, pile on, you know, to, to what we're seeing nationally. And, uh, you know, again, it's a, it's a composite of a bunch of individual races um, rather than just a national average. But, uh, you know, when, when you see this guy with, you know, approval ratings for inflation, approval ratings for gas, prices, approval ratings for the economy, all of them at 30, 35%, you know, that's just not going to end well for the Democrats this November. Um, let me let me jump in real quick. So for our common listener out there, you know, I, I go running every morning and I see 
hundreds of different signs. Can you give us just a quick rundown? What what highlight some of the the key races for us, so our listeners will know? Hey, you know, I need to get out and be sure I'm voting for this, this, or this. Yeah, this is a really neat cycle because you've got all of your county commission, city council, your mayor's races, all of the local races are up. Your sheriff's races are up in all 100 counties uh, this cycle. Then we also have uh, state legislative races, you know, and it's going to be really crucial for Republicans uh, to be able to get super majorities in the House and the Senate. In order to do that, we need to pick up three additional House seats, two additional Senate seats. We've got great opportunities uh, to be able to do that. And then, of course, there's those congressional and, and, and Senate races. So pretty much everything other than governor and president. Is yeah, and I mean, the, and that, that just makes it to our common listener. Look, this, just because it's a midterm, doesn't mean you stay home. This this is an imperative. You have your vote has such a powerful voice uh, at this time. Um, so be sure, be sure you get out there and vote during these midterms. And with the judges on this list, uh, yeah, there's yes. just so much on there. Well, tell us about the importance for us common listeners for those judge races. The races alone. I mean, what kind of impact does that have on us? Well, you you look at at, at what the Supreme Court has done by you know rejecting uh, voter ID by rejecting the congressional maps that were drawn by the legislature uh, and, you know, continued overreach that we've seen. You know, last cycle, uh, we were three for three on the Supreme Court. We got Paul Newby in as the chief justice, but the Democrats still have a 4-3 majority. There are two seats that are up, both held by Democrats. If we win one, I think we'll win both, um, and, I, and I feel great that we're going to win both, and that will give us a 5-2 majority on the Supreme Court. Uh, on the Court of Appeals, uh, you know, we've got a, a 10-5 majority. There's a chance to pick up two additional seats. I would wow. really like a 12-3 majority for conservatives. Uh, so the judge positions are going to be absolutely critical. Um, frankly, the most important races on the whole ballot are probably those two for the Supreme Court. Well, and jumping back in, even, you know, being a pastor, obviously the key of sanctity to life is a big one for me and my congregation. Um, and if this thing's moving in the direction of the Supreme Court, giving it to the states, then, yeah, um, I think that those judge, those Supreme state Supreme Court judges, that's that's going to be an imperative, a very important issue, uh, you know, um, for this for this race. Yeah. Yeah, I could not agree more. You know, last year, uh, Mark Robinson and I did a series of pastor uh, lunches all around the state. It was with a group um, called the American Renewal Project. And we ended up doing uh, 13 lunches with about, you know, 2,700 different pastors uh, and, and bringing them into the conversation. Did they call you, Josh? No, they didn't um, call me. They should have, though. You weren't on that <laughs> list? I wasn't on the list. <laughs> Next time, I bet I will be after and, this. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I'll Good get your answer. number before I leave, okay? Yeah. We have got to have more faith in the public square. Uh, and, and I think that these types of elections are so critical, especially on the court level, right. uh, where, you know, we're, we're looking at a difference between Paul Newby, uh, who's mm-hmm. a man with tremendous faith, versus Sherry Beasley, who is, you know, a radical liberal progressive, uh, you know, and, and even on the abortion issue, they're going to be 180 degrees yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was talking with Nat last week. Um, we were talking politics. Imagine that. Um, <laughs> I don't know where. I don't know, I, I don't where, know where that. Yeah. Yeah. How I did that come up? I don't know. <laughs> but I don't want to put you on the spot with your position. But I saw an ad on TV that kind of disappointed me. It was Mark Robinson um, speaking against Pat McCroy and and in support of Ted Budd. Which support who you want? I, I was a little. I'm seeing a little bit of our party kind of messing with each other and just it, it's, it's putting not out pretty. the it it, really it's not pretty. and to see that you know I, I like mark robinson man it took me back a couple steps on him when i saw that that, that he got in the middle of that i you don't know. like him anymore i'll tell you <laughs> I, I really didn't like that and i thought he should stick with his own race and worry about himself and and let these guys fight it out he is in a position that I think he should remain, at least publicly, he should remain neutral, yeah. I thought. Yeah. But I hate to see our party. At least until after the primaries. Yeah. You know, until after the yeah. primaries. I hate to see our party, you know, amongst each other like that. Just That just wasn't good. Yeah, not at this stage. Well, and what I'll say is this. You know, the, as a state party chair, it's great because I cannot play in any of the primaries. Right. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it, it's actually written in to our party plan mm-hmm. of organization that we have to remain neutral in all of those uh, races. 
But, um, you know, and, and obviously candidates uh, have the ability to, to weigh in on those races uh, and support folks that, that you know, they, they, they want to. Um, the key is that once the primary is over, we all have to come back together. Yeah. We yeah. have yeah. to focus on beating the Democrats. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I feel that the, the urgency of this election cycle, uh, where, where we are with President Obama's leadership, with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, charge of the House and Senate and Governor Cooper, frankly, in the governor's mansion, um, you know, the urgency is so important that whoever comes out of these primaries, we're not going to have a problem pulling the party back together and uh, making sure that we win in November. Hey, Michael, let me uh, let me uh, brief everybody again in case they're just tuning in. Uh, in the studio, we have Miss Susan Mills, who is the vice chairman of the state of North Carolina. Thank you, thank you, thank GOP, you. that's the grand old party. Yes. Welcome back, thank Susan. You. We've missed you so much. She actually yes. wears a crown. I don't know if you've <laughs> ever seen her. <laughs> in the she studio. wears a crown in the studio, yes. Well, no. It, it's <laughs> deserved. It's deserved. Glad to have you back. Thank you. Pastor Joshua Goodman. Greetings. And Mr. Jimmy Henley Jr. Thank you. Good morning yes. to all. And on the telephone, Mr. Michael Whatley, who is the chairman of the North Carolina Republican Party, the NCGOP, and uh, it was about a year ago, Michael, when we last talked, and we certainly appreciate you joining us again. Well, I tell you what, I think that, uh, like we've been talking about with the primaries, we've been talking about with the presidential election cycles, you know, I, I start a lot of my speeches by saying it's a great day to be a Republican. Amen. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and it really is, uh, you know, one of, one of those situations. And I think when we look at, uh, you know, what happens in this 22 cycle, it really is going to be a setup for the 2024 cycle, uh, where we're going to be able to go back and have, you know, the conversations on the presidential and, and, and on the governor's race, in, including what we're doing here. But we've got a real good opportunity to put some guardrails around the governor's mansion in Raleigh, around the White House up in Washington, D.C., uh, and, and make sure that we're, we're not dealing with the one-party rule like Today. Well, Michael, we will test Susan Mills uh, <laughs> after you hang up, but give us one more time how people can volunteer, how they can contribute, and what you need from us Joe citizen out here and uh, within the state of North Carolina. Well, the, the, the easiest way to find out any information is to go to our website, which is nc.gop. We've got a, a volunteer tab. Uh, we also have a tab there that talks about our ballot protection team how to get involved in that. Um, you know, in, in what we need are people who uh, want to see uh, constitutional judges on the court. They, they want to see conservatives uh, in the state legislature, in Congress, and in the Senate. Uh, you know, folks that, that understand 51% of our state budget goes through local uh, county commissions and school boards to fund K-12 public education. And we want responsible adults that are that are making the decisions about what our kids are seeing in school so you know we want to get folks involved we want to get them you know obviously step one is to vote but then uh then beyond that you can go volunteer you can donate you can do anything to kind of plug into it i'm very proud of the north carolina republican party and and being the chair uh because we've got such an amazing group you know our executive committee across the state is over 600 people uh, who donate an unbelievable amount of time uh, to, to be able to go out and knock on doors, make phone calls, and work at the polls, and get information out. Um, my favorite statistic in all of politics is if you have a five-minute conversation with an undecided voter in North Carolina, they're 6% more likely to go vote for you, uh, go vote for your candidate. Right. Yeah, yeah and, that's uh, good stuff. We're, we're initiating, you know, millions of voter contacts, and you know, teeing up those five-minute conversations uh, with the strength of the volunteer army. You know, you could never pay 7,000 people to to do what these 7,000 volunteers have already right. done here in North Carolina. And and uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to get involved and to do that kind it of thing, is. too. So Definitely. Either working in the campaigns or working for the party. Grab you a chair and a drink, head out there. If you don't do the <laughs> whole day, do four hours. Right. I've done it. I've done it in the rain and all. It's not the worst yeah. thing. We need it. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, hopefully it won't be a year until we talk to you again. Outstanding. Well, you guys have a great rest of the night and take care. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.
smartest hour of talk radio. We'll return after these important messages from our commercial sponsors. The Carolina Cabinet presents Money Matters with Eric Nobles, a weekly update of what you need to know to make your money grow. Mr. Nobles is a Fayetteville native and partner in Nobles Pound Financial Planning, a regional planning and wealth management firm in Fayetteville, North Carolina, since 1991. Now, here's Eric Nobles. Young people often ask me what they should do with their money, how they should invest it. I've even had high school kids ask me about the stock market. First, invest in yourself. Invest in your education. This will increase your earnings power over the 40-year working life. The ROI will be powerful. So first things first, make yourself as valuable to future employers as possible. Invest in your education. Now you have a decent job. Take some of the early paychecks and build up your emergency savings. Life is not always smooth. Emergencies happen. Be prepared. Next, start to look to save in a retirement account. A 401k is a great place, especially if there's a company match. For example, if there's a 3% match on your contribution, if you put in 3% pre-tax, then they will match your 3%. That's 6% of your pay in your retirement account. You've just doubled your investment. That is a good deal. Another great place to save, especially for self-employed folks or people without a company plan, is a Roth IRA. If you are working and not saving for your future, you must be planning to work until you die. That is not a great plan. Pay yourself first. Save for your future. The financial jargon word of the day is Roth IRA. Created in 1997, the Roth is a very popular retirement account. The best thing about the Roth is that it grows tax-free. Yes, I said tax-free if it's invested properly, meaning you put the money away, you leave it invested, and once you reach the age of 59 and a half, then it comes out tax-free. Not much in America is tax-free. So, young folks, educate yourself, build an emergency fund, and start saving for your future. I'm Eric Nobles, and that's why your money matters. So, so fortunate to have Susan back. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. This is what makes you beautiful. There you go. Need a camera in the studio watching us all dance. <laughs> no, we don't. No, no, not really. What is that move called? Is that my, my, clothes, my clothes washer. My clothes washer. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? <laughs> yeah, I'm washing my clothes. <laughs> Thanks for making me look like a good dancer. <laughs> Start I got, your look, week I got, off I got right. Machine. Thanks for joining Eastern North Carolina's smartest morning talk show. The Carolina Cabinet continues with your smart host, 
Former Mayor Nat Robertson. But they were really talking about you all, too. <laughs> yeah. Smart host. We know who writes the script around here. <laughs> well, welcome back to the Carolina Cabinet. In the studio, we have the lovely Miss Susan Mills. Hello, hello. Mr. Joshua Goodman, Pastor Joshua Goodman, hey. he's, he's on the cabinet, and in the cabinet <laughs> we're keeping <laughs> Mr. Jimmy Henley Jr. He's, well, he's in the cabinet that I'm on. Yeah, I'm in it, he's That's on scary. it. <laughs> Susan's around it. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So, um, Susan, yes, it's been months, months. Yes. since you've been here. Yes, tell us about what's been going on in your life, Miss well. Vice Chair. Well, let's see. A lot of traveling across the state. A lot of speaking across the state for the Republican Party since I am vice chair of the state party. And how far west have you been? I have been to Watauga County. That's I've been. Pretty far. That's pretty far. Um, That's, yeah. I've also been to Asheville. Have you been to Murphy? I have not yet. That my, is on my, my grandpa, list. My grandpa lived in Murphy. So Did the, nothing, not many people know even where Murphy ooh. is. The saying <laughs> is Murphy to Manio. Those are the two yep. furthest points. Yep. And I will get there eventually. I think uh, the last time that we looked, I had been to 53 counties so far. Wow. Did they wow. run you out of Asheville and Buncombe County? Or? <laughs> yeah, they didn't. I'm not a big fan. You know, they don't really like me up there. I don't understand. You know, maybe I'm a little too conservative. What can Put I on say? your tie-dye shirt and yeah. walk in backwards. Yeah, there you and go. Maybe think that, you were yeah. leaving. Maybe that'll help you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've got to do, definitely. Yeah, yeah. put on your tie-dye. But I've been doing a lot of that and um, a lot of the roundtables. We've been having education roundtables. And since I'm a teacher, that's uh, one of the things that I really have concentrated on that. And CRT has been kind of yep. my topic, so... Um, that's kept me really busy, and but I've enjoyed every minute of it. I would, you what, know. What are you seeing about party leadership? Are we, uh, are are we in a, a better position than we were? Not like your level. I meant like county level. County what, levels. Are the, are the counties getting their stuff together to move forward? Counties here? Counties are getting their stuff together, uh, and I think part of that though goes to the state party. We've been having county chair boot camps, oh, nice. and bringing in our county chairs and helping them with any problems they may have and have others to speak to them and kind of having a mentor uh, also assigning someone that's been around maybe a little bit longer because uh, last year we ended up with like 43 new county chairs that had never been a county chair or even really active within the party. Wow. So it was all about trying to That's you know, educate them. state, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. So, so, so being in that position <laughs> that, that you and, and Mike we were talking to earlier, one of the biggest, I guess, chores is to help all of our individual county parties, you know, like you're saying, right. get them, mm-hmm. you know, oriented what they're mm-hmm. supposed to do and kind of help spread the word for the party as a whole. Right. And make sure they know, you know, our rules that we we have within our party, you know, the plan of organization. Why are you a Republican? Mm-hmm. And the things that are important to us. Yeah, those values. That's gotta, Exactly. That's gotta, yeah, You've yeah. got to have those values. And we try to make sure, you know, that they understand that. And that's one of the things whenever they are out there recruiting people to get active within their county, make sure that they emphasize those things to those people as well and make sure to have all the let's go brandon t-shirts they can get. exactly <laughs> okay. we're looking for that yes <laughs> now i have seen some party uh some some county parties doing the the let's go brandon and right. all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff so do you see a lot of that out there um we do a lot we of see originality a lot of, we see a lot of that uh i think mecklenburg county is one of the counties that i have seen more really original neat things coming out of cool and they've really i mean that's a huge county anyway yeah. but they do a lot of things down there uh they've got a mech deck dinner coming up hmm. and mech it's deck. to uh, celebrate their declaration of independence and they we i went last year and they had you know a, a, a drum and fife group come in and uh people dressing in that time period to tell the story of mecklenburg county and how it became part of north carolina it was really it was a great thing That's and cool. uh, they do a cool. lot of different things in mecklenburg county so uh, i have to give credit to that uh, chair down there she's great and i know at our county conventions we normally have mm-hmm. maybe 200 people how, how many people attend the mecklenburg oh geez that one usually has is it probably just, 800 to a thousand wow. it's a lot of people uh, because it's such a big county and it's you know it's very diverse mm-hmm. there so um they've got a great group though of people down there and that's great because 
Okay. More, more people to get the word out. Right. I was, I was wondering, and I, I was going to ask Mike, and of course we ran out of time, but from somebody who's never ran a campaign before, I've volunteered and helped in many mm-hmm. ways, but with this extension for the primary we had this year, um, or the delay or whatever we want to call it, financially and, and just operationally, uh, if you will, how has that you know complicated things for our candidates out there, or has it? It certainly has. I mean, you know, if you're extending the primary, you got to have more money because you're running for office a lot longer than you had planned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, at first we thought it was going to be in March, and then March ended up being May. And, you know, at one time we were kind of concerned, would it even be May? Would it be pushed back out mm-hmm. even further? Um, but, and the other thing you're looking at is, you know, people just get, they get tired of the... yeah. yeah. Uh, campaign rhetoric they get tired of uh, the signs the mailers and the television ads so you know you kind of get tired of it and um, we can burn out people but Mm -hmm. we I think we've done an okay job you know this time hopefully we're not going to have this problem once we get the Supreme Court which hopefully we'll get that in November but yep. um, you know, if there's a runoff, you're looking at still more time. So that's not until July. So. Well, the only beneficiary, I guess, is the people who did not have any name recognition going into their race. It gave them more time to build up build, that name right. recognition. Right. Name right. Recognition. So if they're going after an incumbent or somebody who's right. known out there politically, it gives them a chance to to you know get build up for that. Well, but, how, how how wide the field is, and you know, it just uh, I mean. I, I'm hearing of people I've never even heard of. Right. So go, go ahead, Nat. Sorry. I was just going to say the longer <laughs> period of time, though, the more those uh, better established candidates have got to raise money as well. So right. that's why you're seeing the same commercials over and over and over on the television is those are the people, not necessarily that make the best candidates, but those that are the best in capturing the 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 money from yeah. the uh from the groups, uh, the packs. Well, that, that brings, yeah, brings it. The, yeah, I'm trying to avoid using certain words, but those who are best <laughs> at fundraising the the special interest. Yeah, it's one of those things where you have to ask yourself: just because an individual is the best fundraiser, is that going to make them right? You know, the best leader. You know, whether you're talking city, right. state, or national. Well, and then when you see all those commercials, you know. Joe Citizen, we want to see you get all those commercials and tell us why you're the best candidate, not to tell us why the other guy and is I think, not. I think you just want the truth. You know, we yeah. all just just tell me the truth, and you have to kind of weed through it. Yeah. yeah. So, here, here, and if, if you're not an activist or, you know, even the least bit interested, if you're just, like you said, Joe Citizen that's going to go vote, they're going to take what they see on TV yep. and take it to the bank. That yep. that's the truth, that's, and, yeah. and and that's not always exactly. the truth. Oh, There's on, a lot it. of stuff that's <laughs> not the no. truth. That's so it's on fake television. news. Well, I think no. Some of them are lies. Oh, okay. I think there's a difference. Outright yeah. lies. That's yeah. right. So it, it makes a difference. Wow. So do you um, have you been keeping up any with our local politics here in Cumberland? Uh, keep up some with that especially like our state house and uh, senate races and of course with school board because that's a big thing to me is trying to get more school board members uh, elected we need conservative republicans so important if anybody's trying to break into politics what a great place oh, to start it is wonderful because lord we need help and yeah. right now i mean they are the people that we need yep and that if you want to stop crt you're going to do that you're going to find somebody to run, you're going to support them, get out there and do what you can to help well, them. Well, uh, CRT, certainly. Um, but just to get involved, you learn government, you learn the functions right. of government at different mm-hmm. levels uh, all over the state, not just Cumberland right. County, but everywhere. Um, you know, in the congressional races, there are folks who have never run before for anything, yeah. and they jump straight into that thinking that they're going to do something. Yeah. That they're not. They're getting lost. Well, they don't even know what they're doing. Right. I mean, let's right. be honest. They, they have no, you know, OJT. No it's, it's, they, have, they, mm-hmm. they walk in and they're like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was having a conversation with a, a couple of my pastors last night over dinner. And you, you cued in on that, Susan, because what man, to, to, she's a school teacher, and to listen to the level of leftist, uh, you know, I mean, uh, CR everything just just across the board, and it's it's it's. I will use the word indoctrination. It is at a level of indoctrination in our schools right. that is 
so I don't have that doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have as much of a hand on. I heard it on ABC to. News. That does no, not exist. It, it was, I was <laughs> you heard wrong. And, and can I let me tell you? Are you ready for this? Uh-oh. She's not a teacher in middle school. She's not a teacher in high school. Mm. She's a teacher at the elementary mm-hmm. level. And oh boy. The Freak. level of confusion that these kids have, Absolutely. And, and just everything, it it is it is. Uh, I, I was I was I, I won't say dumbfounded, but I was I was awestruck by it because it it's it's you know and so yeah to to, to those who are listening, it's yeah. brainwashing. Let's it just is. say it. it you're, you're brainwashing them from the very beginning to your beliefs and your ways. You're taking it out of the hands of the family and yep. the parents to, to raise at their that, child. At that age, at five, at six, right. at seven right. years old. Right. Just you know, telling a boy he's a girl or a girl he's a boy. Uh, you know. Even at kindergarten, let's face yes, it. Yes, even at kindergarten level. You so know. this school board, city council. I mean, those are the places, the, the wow. best places to start, yes. right? Right. Yeah. Our mayor. Mayor. No? Yep, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and county commissioners, county commission, all of these things are just yeah. They're, they're, start they're start huge. local instead of jumping in big, and I mean, and get your name out there. You get to learn right. the process exactly. Yeah. Learn learn who you can trust, just as a candidate out there. Well, hey. maybe even go see your, your one of your commissioners and see about getting on one of the boards. Right, yeah. Yeah. that's Something a great like idea. Kind of mm-hmm. get involved and get started. Volunteer too. a little bit and get out and vote. You right. know, get to know your candidates oh, and vote. get out yes. and vote. You you have a problem with these things. Do something. Make your voice heard. And not just, uh, yes, voting, but also through volunteering, donations, all of these things. Right. You know, the, it takes the road is, Yeah, the road is wide open. So. Yeah, if you want to respect uh, um, somebody who's doing a campaign, go work a poll one time. Uh, yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, I've always said I don't want to be in politics, but – I really, you go out and work in polls, man. That, that's yeah, woo. yeah. yeah you, you can meet some interesting <laughs> folks. They, yes. There's so much good and there's so much bad <laughs> in the political process. Yes, and um, that is certainly hard work. I mean, you get out there and you're having to be there for all day, or yep. you know, like you said, take a shift. Yeah, uh, just to yep. get just to learn the process, and it's really cool the stuff you pick up. You know, I went and early voted today. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, right after my second booster. And saw my friend Elmer Floyd. Now, you know, the great thing about being the mayor's, you know, everybody likes the mayor, the mayor likes everybody, right? Right. Um, Elmer is just a nice guy. And we were talking about the process. And, um, you know, he's, of course, feeling good about his race. He should. But, you know, he's been there a long time. The man knows, he's got the history. And we were talking about new people getting in and not having any name recognition and not knowing what to mm-hmm. do in the race and not understanding the branches of government or how they work yeah. or the local level, how they, right. w- yep. what, what, right. what's the difference between county and city and, you know, yeah. like com- the, commissioners, right. like, folks don't yeah. know it and that's okay to don't know it, but don't jump in yeah. at such a high level right. that you're going to look you're, silly Yeah, you're gonna drown. if, yep somebody falls over dead or gets hit by yeah. a truck and all yeah. of a sudden you're the guy yeah yeah or girl you're yeah. exactly or, right yep. um so you know yeah we got to start local and 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 get involved locally yep i agree kamala harris is a, is a national example of that thank you thank you thank you i'll be back next week maybe if they don't cancel me <laughs> So, so, yeah, at the local level, what do we got going on here? Um, well, <laughs> I, I just know from social media, there's a lot of folks kind of upset at, uh, at what's going on with the police department. Yeah. And, um, man, there is... Well, for our listeners, uh, what's what's going on? Well, my biggest beef, I'll tell you, and I, I'm not sure I've seen this. I know Myron Pitts just did uh, a story on it, but he said we're 80 officers short. Um, those are patrol officers total including forensics and the supervisors and everybody else it's close to 150 that were wow. short 146 or 148 wow short in probably the single most important department that the city has got sure and short in a time when uh, 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 homicides right. and uh, violent crime and I mean no, 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 the chief says well you've got low crime rates pastor you're overreacting <laughs> yeah. um, you know, we're, we're fine you, you know matter of fact we didn't really need those 150 yeah, yeah. maybe because I didn't get a parking ticket all right yeah. but so, I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> well it, it's so evident to me when I'm traveling I was on 295 this week I called Jimmy and went what the heck's going on 
I had three knuckleheads. No, they weren't together. This was three separate, separate incidences yeah. Yeah. where they were just, I mean, they were absolutely had no regard for the law at all. Yeah. One was uh, swerving in and out and, yep. and really dangerous. The other two were just like hauling butt down the yep. road. Yeah, and, zipping. I mean, you know, of course I had my cruise control set at five miles over. The yeah, well, that's the average. And they mm-hmm. threw, just yeah, flew through past your, me your like hair, I was nothing. Wind. <laughs> well, look, if you let your kid run wild, no discipline, uh, no, no corrections, that child is going to stand out as, I mean, you're a school teacher, so I'm preaching to the choir, but that right. child's going to stand out yep. as a bad act. Um, and then to, to get it fixed and bring it back is that much more difficult it's the same theory here mm-hmm. as a society. If we let these laws all go and we take yep. this relaxed sit in the parking yep. lot and watch it go by approach, one, it's going to get out of control. Two, once we ever get somebody in there who says, okay, it's time to get back to Enough is enough. You yeah. can't. Or this, yeah, I mean, twice as long. Yeah, we just them. made that job that much harder. You know, when I was a young cop, one of the best pieces of advice I got in training was – when you go out there in those neighborhoods that, you know, there's bad neighborhoods, you've got to work them. If mm-hmm. you don't do it, yep. if you go sit in a corner and hide, you not only make a fool of yourself, but you make it that much harder for the next guy right. coming on the next shift yep. who now they expect everybody's going to do that. Yep. So now it's wide open. So we're seeing that citywide. And our and our sheriff's department is extremely short personnel-wise. Our jails are short. Um, you know, during, like you said, Pastor, of a time we really can't afford it. Yeah. yeah. Now, Jimmy, I heard this. I don't, can you verify? Are we really doing re, uh, recruiting? Is the Fayetteville Police Department recruiting in Puerto Rico, where like all the police department is corrupt down there? That's I, I'm not. I cannot confirm that. I've been told that by folks from downtown, but I, I don't know. I guess so it'd be easy. Out of to look. all the places in the world to recruit, to, to recruit. we're going to probably the most yeah. corrupt system. Yeah. To recruit the police officers yeah. to bring that it back to fail. no sense. Well, we might be trying to go somewhere where people don't realize what troubles we're having. Mm. So they they can look like they're coming somewhere good. You know, we're going to offer you a sign-on bonus. We're going to do this and do that. Then they get here and realize, oh, there's a reason why y'all what, are so I mean, short. why wouldn't we go to San Francisco uh, or yeah. Seattle right. or somewhere uh, that's... Detroit. Where, where, where they're being problems. run out, right. where they're mm-hmm. not being appreciated. It's interesting that you bring up Puerto Rico. I was there three three weeks ago or so. And you know, you talk about the level of corruption. Mm-hmm. Their 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 government's bankrupt. You know, because the taxes they've collected haven't gone to where they've needed to go. The line pockets, roads aren't. Be, I mean, you got to understand. You're not just talking a police issue, Jimmy. But government. This, it's a government issue yeah. because it mm-hmm. goes it goes much further than that. When you start having roads that aren't paved, um, you know, hospitals that that are not attended, the, the civil uh, infrastructure that starts to break down. It's a it's a huge thing. We talked about the difficulties that I'll say the difficulties Spring Lake has had. Um, you know, where uh, it's very similar in Puerto Rico, where they they elect these officials and then you know uh, they 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 don't lead by the by and by, and, and it ends up. And unfortunately, we're not there yet, but we may yet. be heading in that direction. We're yet. on our way. And yet. you know what? If any of you listening think we're wrong. Please, please tell us how. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ch- check out, where we check, check, check out yeah. the facts because right. I, I, I was like I said I was there a couple of weeks ago. I was on those roads, you know, living that infrastructure. So. We don't want it to be like this. And you know, when I had was fortunate enough to serve, um, you know, we tried to practice the the broken windows theory, which means you know, law enforcement or enforcement of the rules is not only for the police department. It's for the inspections department. Yeah, it's for right. Parks and Rec yeah. to make sure yeah. that they. I mean, so. You know, the broken windows theory, of course, is if you let a broken window go or yep. not cite them, then that turns into something else. It turns into a bigger crime. And um, sooner or later, you have lawlessness. And it becomes an issue that's not just crime. It right. becomes it becomes an infrastructure issue. And right now, we're being told by leaders we have record homicide rates, but all other violent crimes are way, way down. down. And that's yeah, just, yeah. yeah. That's not right. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's Don't lie to me. Yeah. Just, tell <laughs> no. me you're going to fix it. Don't lie to me. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, in the studio again, Miss Susan Mills, the vice chair of the North Carolina Republican we Party. Are so hello, hello. Susan, thanks so much You're for joining so us. You're so welcome. We missed Thank you. you. Pastor Joshua Goodman. Great to be here as always. Sir, welcome back. We are so glad that you joined us tonight. Ooh, and Mr. Jimmy Henley Jr. Oh, Thank Jimmy. You. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> that, that was me. <laughs> That was really off pitch. Jimmy is our resident uh, law enforcement expert, and certainly glad to have him. Listen.
please do us a favor. Take time today to go and visit one of our commercial sponsors and let them know that you heard their message on the Carolina Cabinet. If you missed an episode, find the replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast broadcaster. Since we're talking about that, let me mention and celebrate. Oh, yes. The Carolina Cabinet is in the top 10% of all all podcasts worldwide. Come on, somebody. So we certainly appreciate you checking us out. If you're listening to us on WFAY and WMRV, thank you. And remember, we are on the podcast as well. You can like us, follow us, message us, share us on your favorite social media outlet. We are at... The The Carolina Carolina Cabinet. Cabinet. Or send us an email to thecarolinacabinet at hotmail.com. Until next time... I'm your host, Nat Robertson, and we certainly appreciate you joining us. (laughs) That's mine and Jimmy's duet.